Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, today we're going to talk about prepping with an unlimited budget. Now, what brought this on is I was listening to, I don't know, I was flipping the channels on talk radio, and they were talking about a story from the UK Guardian. And in the Guardian, they had a futurist, you know, one of these guys who plans what's going on yeah you know like someone like ray kurzweil something along that line and basically a bunch of i guess it was hedge fund owners um called them out and were like hey we want to talk to you we're worried about the end of the world you know when they call it the event okay this is what they call it and they don't really care what brings it on Mm-hmm. But they the just know the event is going to happen. And they weren't like, if maybe they were like, when the event happens. Now, it seemed like the recurring theme that they were going for was they felt that uh, global warming was going to, you know, cause water to shift and, and uh, you know, uh, you wouldn't be able to grow crops and different things like this. Um, and he thought there'd be like mass migration of people moving, you know, out of inhabitable areas and into other areas. Um, they wanted to know if they should go to Alaska. Would that maybe be the go to? Mm-hmm. And they got into some really pretty crazy ideas. And this guy's like talking about it. he was totally blindsided by it. Right. He was like, I thought I was going to talk to him about AI and, you know, stuff like that. And instead, they just wanted to know, like, where do you think the best place to live is, like, going to be? And if I hired a security force, because I know I'm going to need one, where 
would uh, would we end up? Um, how would I be able to control them? Right. The guy they actually because right, money's about, not going to be worth anything right, at that point. And that's exactly what they said. How would I pay them? And they said, I have all the money and the supplies or whatever, but what am I going to do? Put like a shot, a kill collar on them mm-hmm. and talk about, you know, if I had a remote control and we could work out some kind of thing where I press a button and they die. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know what security guys yeah, are going to be like. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that out there, a lot of uh, SEALs and Special Forces guys that are retired that want to have a kill collar around their neck. They're <laughs> like, you know, this will work because... I'm yeah, not I'll capable of surviving the apocalypse. Yeah, the apocalypse. They can't. Yeah, right. I'm they not capable of surviving yeah, the apocalypse. Die. I'm a Navy SEAL, but if I kiss your ass, yeah, that doesn't sound right. Mm-mm. So anyway, this is my first beer when I can't say apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So we're well, in for a long night. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, I, I was actually, if you're done with that. I, the gist of it. Yeah, I was actually kind of good thinking over that. Like, what do you do when you're the guy that doesn't have any skills but all the money? You know? So, you're going to have to hire people anyway. I wouldn't I wouldn't go with the kill collar. No. I, w- I, would, I would not even go with special forces guys. Hmm. I would go for seclusion. And then have personnel that are that have firearms training, but things that are like guys that are like electricians and plumbers. You I have know? some notes. I have a theory of who I'd like. Maintenance Let, guys. Let's right? start out there. So who would be in your team? How many people and what are their skills or, or mm-hmm. what would you be looking for people-wise? Let's focus on that. Well, first off, if you're going to have people in the apocalypse, you're going to have to have their families also. Okay. Because nobody's going to leave their there are their wife. single people, right? You're not. You're not. Pulling. Nobody's going to leave their kids. I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you on nobody's going to leave their family. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say you might be able to find a couple that are both bringing something. The wife's right. a nurse. The wife's a doctor. Mm-hmm. The husband is Navy SEAL. You, whatever. Well, what I'm saying is, if you provide a safe place for people's kids. Yeah, then they I, I already don't even want people give kids. you kids are a pain in the ass. Oh, man. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But how are you gonna how are you gonna continue on society after everything collapses and and you can take? They did over? seem to have some concerns about that right. about how their mm-hmm. legacy would go on. So right. maybe they want some kids. I don't know. Maybe you know that's the what they're the into. Um, the Sultans, uh, the um, the Saudi princes yes. and, and those guys. They all have like harems, you know, where they have girls come from like Las Vegas and different places and they'll live there for like a year or two. I saw that in the movie Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. Yes. All right. Well, I mean, you're going to maybe you want to have like a couple of those girls that survive the apocalypse and just like to hang out naked. You know, I don't know. Did you watch Keep that? Uh, rapes. Did you watch that documentary about uh, the guy that did the. Uh, uh, what was that security company? The. Uh, the. The. Um, Software oh, yeah. giant. Uh, I know who you mean. Uh, McAfee. McAfee, yeah. Down in Chile or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Look, watch that documentary and you'll see how crazy these people can get when, you know, when they have no limits. No limits. But um, all I'm saying is, is you're going to want to have a group of people that don't want to, that don't want to leave. You know, okay. they want to stay. I, I agree. You know, I actually came to the same conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, basically survival when 
you know, whether you're talking unlimited budget or not, you're going to need a team mm-hmm. for survival. Right. You're not going to make it with just you. You're not going to make it with just your family. You're going to have to incorporate other people. And I don't even know that, you know, you need the huge skill set, although obviously that's going to be optimal. Right. And we'll talk about what people. But you definitely need people who need each other to, you know. And if you're the guy who can bring money and resources to the table, mm-hmm. that's your skill. Right. You know, I hate to say it. That That's what that's you're bringing what you to the table. Mm-hmm. Now, does that get you maybe more of a vote than the guy who's like, yeah, I really know how to use an AR-15 like nobody's mm-hmm. business? You know, and I'm a trained maybe it and should. I'm a trained uh, medic or and I'm, you know, you know cuz I got to say there's a lot more doctors out there than there are guys with a billion dollars. Right. So, it does buy you more, but you're still part of a team. Right. And you're basically going to need to kind of build up a relationship with people that you trust. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really hard to set yourself up as a king in this situation. Yeah, you you're don't... you're not going to be king and and that's I think where their mindset was coming from. Right. When you read the article and and what they're talking about, it, it kind of seems that way. That's that's the way they're heading. Is like, well, I want to just, you know, live my lifestyle exactly the way it is and mm-hmm. everybody else to, you know, and handle listen, it. And if you can hook up the 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 movie theater with the surround sound, Maybe maybe uh, that's it's worth keeping you around. You know, right? Sopranos, whatever. Yeah, you, you watch. You know, the apocalypse is a long time. Maybe you, you have once it all goes down. You got a while. You haven't made it through Breaking Bad yet. Maybe mm-hmm. that's your thing. You know, I actually have TV shows that I'm saving for when I'm old, so I have something to do. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Did you watch? Yeah, all I of watched it? Breaking Bad. So I, oh, I just did it. Super all. good. That finale. Uh, best finale of any TV series yeah. ever. You'd rig up something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, so all right. So who right, is well, it let me, that you would have? Yeah. So I wouldn't want it to be too big. I'm not looking to build a whole, you know, a whole world. Now, a lot of the prepper guys I've seen, you know, are like, "Oh, you're going to need 15 or 20 people to be able to run everything." Mm-hmm. I think that gets now if you have unlimited money. You don't need to be spending your time gardening. You can set up your resources so that you have assistance with your security via cameras, mm-hmm. radios, things like that, which might not be available to the unprepared person. Right. And your unlimited budget basically makes you able mm-hmm. to be prepared. Now, if you're the billionaire status, you basically, um, you know, all right. So the people that I would think about. And this is, but this is why I'm saying the smaller numbers because I know some guys right. might be yelling at me. Well, you know, our community, in order to farm and whatever, we're going to need. Right. And I understand that, but we're talking about money where we can buy things mm-hmm. and we can, you know, things can replace people. Right. I hate to say it, you mm-hmm. know, if you don't have to worry about getting water, don't have to worry about gardening, mm-hmm. whatever, things change. Right. You know, you need different bodies for that. So, anyway, that said, I think you're looking at a minimum. I would do five. Now, this is my thing. I understand where you're coming from of multitasking kind of people and whatever. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to have to know how to shoot a gun. Right. Hands down. I mean, you're going to basically. But, you know, that's something that you can teach. You can teach anybody. Definitely. My thought was 
everybody has to do a minimum two week training with firearms, and I mean two week full time. Yeah, and that commitment. seems that seems like a legitimate a legitimate and training. You then know? you could do even you can point and fire. You know, then you decide what's important to you, what your risk level is. You know, if you think it's eminent, I want them going shooting at least two hours a month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after their two week training. If it's something you think, well, a long shot, then maybe you want them to qualify once a year or something. You know, Mm -hmm. go out and practice a little bit, whatever. So, basically, I'm looking for, like, five security guys. I think Mm -hmm. that's your minimum. All right. Um, And these are above-average fighters. Right. Um, At at least war veteran kind of you know and right. i'm not saying that has to be their qualification right i'm saying that has like to be a minimum skill level right you know if it's oh well he's only, he's never been in the military but he was on the swat team okay yeah that's equal you know in mm-hmm. my mind you know what i'm saying right. he doesn't have to be a navy seal or ranger or whatever but he's got to know and even if he has private training that's no law enforcement no military right. i'm okay with that mm-hmm. but he's got to have the standard shooting skills and right awareness all right I'm looking for two people who have medical training. Mm-hmm. Um, EMT or higher is what I'm looking for. Right. Ideally, one is a doctor mm-hmm. and one is whatever. But You know, uh, when it comes to that, I mm. I was uh, reading a book about a, a zombie, mm-hmm. zombie attack. And one of the things that they pointed out that I never thought of were uh, veterinarians. Mm. Because you get a doctor and he's a surgeon. Or he's a pediatrician, or he's an oncologist, right? right. But a you know a, a veterinarian is used to giving medication and doing surgery on like a Chihuahua's knee, you know, and doing you have, you have a big cross. I, I like cross where you're training. coming from that, and I think that's that's definitely got a lot of credibility to it. Mm-hmm. I also think if somebody's taking this seriously, there are some amazing books out there. Um, that I have that are specific for the survival kind of, you know, stuff. I'll put them in the show notes. I can't think of whatever okay. it is right now. Mm-hmm. I- I've definitely plugged it in our last medical episode. Also, there was that emergency war surgery book. It was like a NATO handbook. Mm-hmm. That one uh, also like talked about, you know, field improvising kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things that a normal doctor wouldn't see, you know, anymore. Right. But bottom line. I mean, basically, when you're like, oh, I'm the medic for, uh, you know, a uh, survival group, you're going to need to start taking on some extra, you know, training. Right. And doing the research. But I'm 100% with you. A veterinarian is the go-to Yeah, and on I, a lot of that all-around right. kind of guy. And that's, I mean, sometimes EMTs are more capable of handling what's going to come up, I will say. I know this was, well, I'm just going to get into trouble, Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying buying those antibiotics online Mm -hmm. may come in handy in real life. Yeah. That could come, you know, and it's even possible to sometimes convince the significant other that, hey, this is the right thing. And another tool at our resources. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying that might be a thing. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, So, all right. So I have five security guys, two medics, a gardener. Again, I don't really see gardening as a big thing, mm-hmm. but I want somebody who knows. Right. You well, know? I mean, when it comes to uh, to fresh produce and things like that, canned it green beans. It makes a difference. I've eaten Thanks. canned green beans for, for extended lengths. It's not something you want to no, do. No, exactly. And I want an engineer. And by that, I, I just mean your, your fix-it guy. 
Right. Um, and actually, I don't want like a, a you know college you know whatever engineer, right. although that guy might be the Mister Fix It handy guy who does mm-hmm. have the degree. Right. You know, some guys are just well, you're going to need put together need basic anything. plumbing skills, basic electrical. But that's electrical what I mean. Skills. Your guy who can fix everything, right. keep your vehicles running, mm-hmm. and you know, keep things going. Um, like I said, everybody needs some kind of training. Now, then, basically. Now's where we kind of get into the, uh, what would you do with all your money? Like, what? why is it different for these guys prepping than our standard prepping? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that this guy, now that we've kind of assembled a team, um, what do we want to do? Now, a lot of them talk about, like, they're afraid of, you know, they're in Silicon Valley or whatever, and the floods and earthquakes or, you know, in the news all the time, the fires are coming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's people you might actually have to plan for a bug out. Right. Um, having an off-site location, like you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. like you touched on, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. But I think you need to be prepared for both eventualities. Um, that you may have to bug out to your faraway location and you may have to tough it out where you are. Mm-hmm. You, I don't think you can count on, oh, I can go four hours away, three hours away, whatever. Right. I got two words. Helicopter. I thought about helicopter. No, actually, that was one of the things in a lot of the articles. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, well, I have a helicopter. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope that's going to work, but I'm not sure that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um. That was one of the things you uh, will have to have your new location pre-staged, right? right. Um, you have you to be can't ready to plan go. on equipment coming in your helicopter, right? But and maybe the helicopter to get you home from work, yep, is the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you're over at Google and you have the helipad. I don't know. Yeah, what was that guy's name from the Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, that movie. He oh, was uh, <laughs> he was practicing flying a helicopter from uh, Manhattan to his house in the Hamptons. And he was uh, always crashing it because he was always uh, drunk in the, in in the, the cocaine, doing coke and uh, trying to fly a helicopter. That sounds right. doesn't doesn't mix well. Um, another thing that I kept reading in when I was looking, because there was like some articles in the New York Times about rich people, whatever, mm-hmm. and they're all like dirt bikes. It's always, you know, I need a motorcycle because I can weave in and out of traffic. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. Here's the thing. You're not carrying anything on a motorcycle. You can't carry your weapons well on motor yeah yeah i can have a handgun in my pocket mm-hmm. i might even be able to have an ar on my back on a sling or some kind of scabbard you know you have the, yeah, but, the harley guys with the whatever but it, all right but also you have to target. know how to ride a motorcycle and you're a target yeah you're not weaving in and out of traffic if you just have a motorcycle in your garage that you've ridden up up the block once is it cool to have as like a little backup thing yeah to send somebody out to scout and kind of check things out. Yeah, mm-hmm. might be kind of cool. But your end all, you know, and hey, we set you up with a, a compound out in Montana or something. Right, you're not getting I there want from... four-wheelers. Yeah. I want stuff like that, but it's not your go-to vehicle to get out of L.A. Yeah, you're not leaving San Francisco and getting to Montana or Washington. You're not getting out of L.A. and even making it up to the, you know, Northern California mountains. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. On a motorcycle. You might be able to weave in and out of traffic. I'm with you on that part. Mm-hmm. But you're uh, not getting shot or beat by an angry mob. I'm not so with you on that part. Mm-hmm. 
So not really the go-to. Now, whenever I read these books on, on the apocalypse and the end of the world and always the end all, the thing that kind of finishes all the battles is when they show up with the tactical. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is the 50 cal mounted in the back of a pickup. Right. It always happens. It doesn't every cost book, much. Right. They you freaking can, you can show spend up. $5,000. In the apocalypse, hell, you could probably get that stuff together in a weekend. You know, and these people freaking just show up and they, when somebody's shooting a 50 cal at your little gated house or whatever, mm-hmm. swells are coming down. Yeah. It, it If they got enough ammo, they're, they're cutting through some serious shit. So the problem is you got to find a way to defend against that. Mm-hmm. Well, one, when you tell me money's no object, I can say you can form a corporation and you can buy a machine gun. That's right. We're, we're talking about setting up the licensing and owning the gun less than a $20,000 investment. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, if we were to maybe set up some kind of little turret kind of position, maybe some steel plates around it, mm-hmm. a little opening, and have it discreet looking as a corner of your house or mm-hmm. whatever, I'm just saying having a mounted 50 might be kind of cool. Right. And that might be the difference with your survival. Because when they come at you with the big siege, when the angry mob of 200 people who know you're out there, you got a mounted 50 cal and some kind of secure location to shoot from, mm-hmm. it's not really a problem. No. You're like, oh, that angry mob, don't worry about it. I got this. Mm-hmm. You know, And, you know, a lot of that comes down to also security is knowing what's coming uh, with enough time to get ready. Yeah. You know? Um, I used to have a friend that uh, was injured in a motorcycle accident, but he had a a, a small fortune that he lived on. He lived okay. in a big mansion out in the middle yeah. of nowhere. And, you know, he had all these cool things Yeah, yeah, exactly. Up. But he was a heavy drug user. Mm. Like, you know, hardcore drugs. If you got money, I mean... And he, set, he would sit out on his back porch with all his paraphernalia, paraphernalia out. And it, mind you... Uh, some of it was some pain of it was, medication. Yeah, some of it was legal. Way, some of it yeah. was not legal. It was all pain medication, but right. you know, questionable, mm-hmm. very questionable. Mm-hmm. And he had a, a young kid, and mm. his kid would come home on the bus, and they'd drive all the way up his driveway, and uh, so he had you know sensors on the road, so that a bell would ring when somebody was coming up the drive. You know, if you can set that up a uh, quarter mile out from your house. You know, then Sounds you've right. got you've got five minutes at least. You know, you've got a, a few minutes to get everything together and and get in position and be ready before people start showing up. Right. No, I think that's right. Now, actually, that brings me to you're going to definitely if you're taking survival seriously and you have you have unlimited funds, mm-hmm. you're going to need to set up some kind of communication room, chamber. Uh, and and when I say chamber, what I mean is you're going to need it to be EMP proof. Right. Um, you right. know what? And all around If you have an unlimited budget of, uh, yeah. and you can leave antennas and things disconnected, you can set up an EMP room right. where you can keep your radios, your extra cameras, your all your stuff, mm-hmm. and have it protected. Then when something bad happens, you break it out. Right. You have it set to go. 
you have your comms guy, your engineer or whatever knows how to use it and set it up and you, you have it ready to roll out when you can put cameras everywhere and come on, honestly, unlimited budget, you know, we got options for solar, right. we got things to keep yeah. electricity going. And so we got the comms room, we have unlimited, uh, you know, radios, we got all your EMP stuff. We have thermal scopes, um, things like that, you know, night vision. This stuff is a huge game changer at the end of the world. And yeah, I I mean, the United States military dominates the battlefield at night because of of night vision. Right. Right. And those types of things are, are a huge advantage. Um, the other thing, you know, let's just talk about real quick, just, uh, setting up a, a solar farm to power your, your, your place. Okay. Uh, I want to go back to, to firearms, but mm-hmm. just wanted to touch on this real quick. I was looking at setting up large solar, solar panels that okay. the average person uses, um, uh, about, uh, well, it's about, uh, 10,766, uh, kilowatt hours is the annual use for an average household okay so thinking about it that way and the amount of people uh to, you need uh, you're looking at about basically a dollar per kilowatt for your solar system for your solar farm and you can run about five buildings five you know 15 20 people full power with about an acre and a half of solar panels okay so i mean that is something to keep in mind you are gonna have to power all this stuff and if you have electricity when everybody else doesn't you know that's a big uh that's a big win if you're gonna have the cameras and all that sort of stuff you're gonna need to to power it up but when it comes to um when it comes to the firearms uh, i was looking around uh for some ideas on this sort of thing i came across this video on youtube called uh the most armed man in america Check this out. This guy's tell me more. This guy's driving around in uh, you know, and basically an armored personnel carrier with fifty cows on the top, yeah. Gatling gun on the hood, and uh, and two fifty cows mounted on uh, or there's one fifty cow mounted in the passenger seat pointing out the front window. I don't know why you wait. Why don't like, we have that? And he carries two Uzis in his glove box, fully loaded Uzis in his glove box. Everywhere he goes. Smart. I love this guy. And he gives a, a house tour on YouTube. It is amazing. It's amazing. And he's he's notes. just as great as you think he would be. Yeah? Yeah, and it's all legal. He owns it all legally. Right. So, uh, you know, automatic weapons, all sorts of great stuff. Yeah. So uh, if you get a chance, go on YouTube and check this guy out. He's a like shit ton of fun. Nice. All right. Also, um... You'd want to have some sort of uh, underground bunker type location, you know. If if you have, you know, your wife and kids there and and uh, a couple other people, there are going to be people that aren't going to be involved in the in the physical combat. You okay. want to not have to worry about them, you know. Right. Some place they can go if something does happen, and they can, you know, they can get into a safe, you know, more safe area than than what you would already right. have. And and that's the thing. If you're gonna bury somebody in a uh, a coffin, if you will, mm-hmm. then you need to make sure there's some kind of an escape tunnel. Um, right. You're gonna have to have it so that it goes out to some secure location, possibly pops up in a uh, building nearby. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the building next door off site, mm-hmm. which also may have some backup supplies. Right. And something you're going to want to look very unassuming, you know? Mm-hmm. Something that's not going to draw attention and it's got to be secure. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, you're going to want to have some place. Like, a, you know, we talked about uh, safe rooms at one point. You're going to want to have something that's that's more or less you can ride out anything. Yeah. No, I'm right with that. And and that's the thing. And, and you're going to have to think about ventilation. Right. You're going to have to think about, you know, backup uh, oxygen supply, maybe some air filters. Mm-hmm. These things are all available to you. Right. Um, another thing when you're setting up the compound. Um, so air filtration, both in the, the underground shelter, as well as the main house. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to have some kind of air filtration kind of system. Um, you never know. Um, we have, you know, volcanoes, different things. A lot of things can, you know, really affect the air quality. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good ways that you can do it. That You can kind of seal things up. Right. And, and I'm, I mean, radiation would is, also have to be, you be something you it, might have to right, worry about. If you can make the air quality 20, 30 percent better, mm-hmm. that might be the difference. Right. You know, Um Maybe you have uh, some gold, silver, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, plan for a little barter uh, barter stuff. But bottom line, you want to be prepared. You want right. to be self-sufficient. What you need, you don't want to have to barter or nothing. You're the guy who has the money. Right. You're the guy that has all the shit. So, you know, I would expect nothing less than prepared. Um, you also don't want to be the guy who's advertising. You don't want your house to look like the fortress, but there's a lot of great design ideas that you can do that'll make you prepared, but not necessarily a target. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also going to want uh, gas masks, maybe right. atropine, something like that. That was a big thing in the military with uh, chemical warfare. Yeah. Um, you know, basically. I, honestly, even a, a gas mask that's going to protect you from. Um from like a tear gas type yeah. of thing would be would right. be beneficial. No, that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like I, I was watching, uh, there was this movie. Somehow I actually tricked the wife into watching it. I couldn't believe it on Netflix called This Is How It Ends. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a Netflix original movie. Right. And it, that was the thing. I mean, it, it, it really Whitaker? wasn't clear. Yes. With okay. Forrest yeah, Whitaker. I saw that. Yep. It wasn't clear really what it was or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that was the thing. It was kind of like volcano ash and different stuff. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes and grabs the nice gas mask out. of, And that was the difference, mm-hmm. you know, in being able to get around and, and function. Right. Um, another thing you want to do is everybody on your team should be consulting, I would assume, with your team doctor, mm-hmm. but maybe with their own, you know, primary doctors and talk to them about really what their worries are. You know, like in the third world countries, you know, oh, I'm going to go to you know, all over South America or Africa, mm-hmm. what shots do I need? Right. These, you know, there are extra shots that they give people who are going to be exposed to hard times. Mm-hmm. And you might want to get caught up on those. Right. Um, you know, we, we talk tons, you know, you can go back to our medical episodes, anti-diarrhea, different things that you'd want to, you know, plan for all the different antibiotics. There's a million ways you can prep up for that. We got episodes on that. But these are things you're going to need, you know, to do. Yeah. And, you know, if you're if you're a competent uh, doctor with with uh, books and a lab, 
you can synthesize a lot of drugs, basic stuff like penicillin and things like that. Right. You could actually make penicillin at home if you had a clean laboratory to do it. I looked it up online. You're I don't think I could penicillin. make. I think I'd kill myself if I tried to inject I myself with what I'd come right. up with. But um, you know, it you, it is possible to make a lot of these things. Right now, if you're making uh, Viagra, I don't know. Maybe that's just worth stocking up on that if that's something you need. But you know, when it comes to other Teach things, own. yeah. Um, another thing, you're definitely going to want a drilled well. Right, you're going to want to have on the a, compound a yeah. good water source. Um, so a drilled well, you don't want something that other stuff's coming into. Right. I mean, it can't be the creek. You know what I'm right. saying? You can't say, well, you know, the, whatever, the Hudson River, you know, runs into my backyard. That's not something you can count on. Right. Now, if you're in Flint, Michigan, and you're like, oh, the, no. 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 You need your own, well, um, there's also a lot of, uh, like, uh, solar stills, things like that. There's different things you can look into, <clears throat> and really, you know, you're going to need backup water supplies. Right. Redundancy. And with everything, yeah, with everything, you want redundancy. And and that's something you're really going to have to plan you know, solar for. Solar power is <clears throat> great, but, um, you know, if you don't have a, a power bank or you have a, a long stretch of time without any sun, you're going to want, you know, maybe wind power, maybe... Uh, you know, a hundred other ideas, but maybe you need to you need to come up with different options for everything. Right. Now, another thing <clears throat> I looked into, um, well, actually, let, let's talk about guns. So we talked about the fifty cal. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I, I think everybody should have uniform weapons, and by that, you know, I mean all the same. Right. You know, you decide everybody's going to have an AR fifteen, or everybody's going to have an AK forty seven. Right. Everybody's going to have. You know, you might have a sniper, mm-hmm. and he might pick out whatever sniper rifle. And right. again, a second guy should be trained on that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to, you know, require a night vision and thermal scope. And mm-hmm. maybe if you don't want to interchange scopes throughout the day, then maybe you got another scope set up just for daytime use. Mm-hmm. Maybe the same scope works for both. It all really depends on mm-hmm. what your preferences are. Right. Next thing. But again, these guns all have to be sighted in and kept in, you know, in good shape right. where you're using them and you're making sure that they're working properly. You need to kind of have an armor on your staff, on your payroll all year long. Um, now, maybe it's something he stops by once a month and goes through the collection. That might be enough. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be somebody who takes it seriously and knows the weapons. I was um, watching a, a something not too long ago. And they were um, they were uh, storing weapons, okay, and uh, for you know long term storage, yeah, twenty or twenty years or more. And what they had done was stacked them all up in fifty uh, five gallon drums and just filled them with oil. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, well, I, I mean, wasn't gonna say fill a drum with oil, but I was gonna say you lubricate the shit out of those. Mm-hmm. It should be like thick on those guns, right? And then all you, I mean, you're gonna have to clean it before you use it. But long-term storage-wise, it's not something you have to, you know, fire every day or, or right. clean every day. But these people, especially I if think you have uniform, wep- uniform weapons, they always say when you put a gun away for storage, you're supposed to like heavy oil, mm-hmm. and it's it's a plant thing. And then you should pull it out and clean it before you use it. You know, it's not a and obviously when you have it in a 55 gallon drum of oil, mm-hmm. but also when you know you store your gun with heavy oil. For, you know, putting it away for the season or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
you want to clean it nice before you go out and use it again. Also, you don't know what critters are climbing in there or doing mm-hmm. whatever. Um, another thing, everybody's going to need a sidearm. Right, right. Something that they um, carry with them. Like I said, uniformity. I mean, you know, maybe they're, you know, me, my, my preference now is that the VP9SK, um, maybe nine's a little small for you. Maybe you want it to be a 45, you know? Yeah. It's but open you know, carry, also, it's the end of the world. If Who you're knows? also talking about um, uniformity, you know, a not 45 is, same size. not everybody can can handle a 45 right. handgun. So, I mean, it's, it's something to think about, at least keep in your mind. So, I mean, that's, you know, again... But you are going to have some sniper rifles, and like I said, you know, and you guys kind of decide what's on that. Like I said, I kind of like the Ruger Precision right now. It's where you can buy a $1,000 off-the-shelf, um, you know, 1,000-yard gun. Right. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that, that doesn't happen naturally too often. Um, another thing I thought might be cool to uh, stockpile is, like, concentrated chlorine. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you had some like fifty-five gallon drums of the chlorine. Maybe not a bad idea. That would go a long way and right. take you far on your water purification, mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, I I see limited you know uses there. Yeah. Water filters, that kind of stuff. Um, but again, the drilled well is going to be huge. You got to think about a long-term water supply. Mm-hmm. Now, food storage. It really depends what you're planning for. But I got to tell you. You're talking, I mean, again, we're unlimited budget guy. Um, minimum two years for everybody in the compound. You don't want to be forced to be gardening and whatever. You want to be thinking about security and whatever. I got to tell you, the first year, if you don't have to devote your resources to growing food or catching food or mm-hmm. that kind of thing, it's going to be night and day. Yeah. In you your know, that's, survival. that's one of the reasons why, why when you mentioned Alaska. Right. I was kind of hesitant. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of a lot of hunting and fishing. Yes. But think about two years into the apocalypse, there's going to be a lot of hunting and fishing pretty much everywhere. You know? Two years later. Yeah. Year one, year not, one so not so much. Year one, not so much. But what I, what I would say is, is um, you know, you might want to have, uh, be in a climate where you're capable of doing farming, whether or not you're planning on actually doing it, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. And that was another thing I'd mention is you're going to want survival seed setups kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to need all kind of seed banks and stuff like that. Right. And those, I got to tell you, can be bought so cheap that you should almost be replacing them every year. Mm-hmm. Just donate them to a local garden or whatever mm-hmm. and be like, oh, we're well, going to resupply. Just, yeah, just throw them in the trash. Oh, you know, that's, that's hurtful. You're part of the problem. You're the reason <laughs> that global garbage. warming is going to freaking happen. Yeah. I don't this recycle. This is why we need to plan for the event. You know, I think it's unfair, though. A lot like of people you. in the world live in these cold areas. So even during the winter, I'll run my AC all year long. I'll just put it in my, you in my attic and you just blow run. it out. Just run. Whatever. Yeah. Heat this planet up, man. There are a lot of people suffering. Think about the people in Iceland. They want to go to the beach. They want to grow... A plant. I think it's Greenland that you're thinking. <laughs> Greenland, of. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Is it a backwards? But yeah, they'd like to see something roll? green at some point, right? But anyway, I mean that's that's the the gist of it. But there's a lot of different cool things and and stuff. So another thing you guys might want to think about is armor, mm-hmm. um, like body armor. Now, guys like uh, 
presidential, uh, you know, the presidents of the United States a lot of times have bulletproof suits. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something you can do. They, they make that. Um, I was looking, there's a company, Bullet Blocker, makes a suit for $1,200, mm-hmm. bulletproof. Okay. And you're like, oh, good suits, $1,200 anyway. Mm-hmm. The problem is, doesn't look like a good suit. Okay. Kind of looks like you went to Penny's. <laughs> and the thing is, you can go to Penny's and get a suit. And if you have it tailored and done nice, it might be just right. Yeah. But if you don't, well. Then it looks like this. Then it looks like this suit. That's <laughs> what right. I'm talking about. Um, I was like, yeah, that's not really going to work for me. Um, I did see a nice suit vest for 329 329? Yeah, 329. Ooh. That's level 3A. So you're stopping a bullet. That's the thing. Like I've all I've been looking at like armor plate and tactical vests and all that. Mm-hmm. And when I started looking at these, they're like, oh, level 3A vest. And they're like nice soft. And they're like, oh, you can wear it under your suit. And I'm like, that's looking pretty good. I think comfortable. I might get that. I don't yeah, wear I'm suits like, very not, often, but when I do, man, so I'd bad. like to be able to survive a bullet. Right. Now, there is a company, Espeto. And they make a slicker looking suit. And they actually right. even had a tuxedo option. Mm-hmm. Um, some kind of like tails kind of coat tuxedo or a regular suit. Now, again, these kind of look like you're wearing like a $500 suit. Mm-hmm. You're not looking like you're wearing a $2,000 suit. Right. But maybe, you know, but you're not looking like you walked out of pennies, uh-huh. you know. And they were in the neighborhood of five grand. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, there's different options for you. Now, the next thing we could talk about is armored vehicles. Yeah. Now, you told me you uh, came across. I'm very excited about uh, about one. I've, I've been doing a little shopping. All right. I think I found uh, what, what my billionaire choice would be. All right. Um, Mercedes-Benz G63 AMG. It's a 55 liter or 5.5 liter V8 reinforced suspension, multi-layer bullet uh, bullet resistant glass. It's basically compressed aluminum is what what the uh, what the glass is made out of. Nice. Run flat tires, uh, battery and electronic control module protection. So you're not going to have your system shot up. You're not going to have your engine shot out. Um, it's a BR6 uh, armor level. Which means a assault rifle proof, hand grenade proof. It's got a fire suppression system in the in the cab, so that if a fire does break out, you don't have to get out of your vehicle. I like it. Lightweight. They have a lightweight armor package. Uh, it has an amazing sound system. Now it's a Mercedes Benz G63 AMG. Now you might think Mercedes Benz. It's going to be a gorgeous looking vehicle. Not it, so pretty. Not so pretty. And it runs about $975,000. Cause we could rig up a nice home V for. You, you could probably get away with a little bit cheaper than that, but you're not driving in a Mercedes Benz. It's not then. a Mercedes You don't Benz. have comfort. Comfort, luxury. Mm-hmm. Listen to your kid rock. Yeah. I've, I've driven in. Uh, the... Now I've listened to a kid, kid rock in the home V. Yeah. But and it, it probably doesn't sound do the same. Decent, decent. It probably doesn't sound the same as a Mercedes Benz. Yeah, no. And and uh, most Hummers that I've been in, at least uh, military issue ones, not so comfortable. No, not something you want to sit in for hours. All right. You know, if you're if you're driving from uh, 
San Francisco to uh, Colorado. That's not not the way no. you want to travel. All right, all right. So really, we want to do a little planning now. I actually, I've been working with uh, you guys. Have heard me mention uh, Kilo Twenty Three Group there. Yeah, and uh, we've got some uh, some deals in the works, some future business plans, mm-hmm. things that may or may not involve survival type things. Big big plans. All right. But I think this is actually a service that we may want to offer together is concierge, you know, planning for the high the the rich and powerful. Mm, that sounds like a like I think a lot for fun, fifth, honestly. I think there's there's some different levels. Like what I was thinking is twenty grand, I'll come out for two days. Right. And I'll I'll walk around, I'll talk to you, I'll point out some things, tell you what you can do. Now, for a week, for fifty grand, I'll come out and I'll kind of get you in the right direction, lists, get you in touch with the right people, get you all set up. But for seventy five thousand dollars, now this is our premium package. Ooh, a premium package. Premium package, one month. We're going to stay in the area. This is for the platinum member. For, for one month. And we're going to help you set up your team. I love it. We're going to take them through the training. Mm-hmm. We're going to kind of get those orders, get them worked out, get your items delivered. Maybe work on some little construction modifications. Now, obviously, you're paying for all these things that you get. Right. But we'll orchestrate it and we'll you know help you figure out the right thing. So we're going to get together, Kilo 23 group. We're going to put together a little package. So if you're looking for concierge. Mm. All right. You can get the best. You want the best. I mean, who really, you know, I told the wife, she was like, well, who would call you? That's ridiculous. And I said, wait, who knows more about survival and prepping than me and Kevin? There's probably very few people on the planet. I mean, hands down. Mm -hmm. We're masters in the business. Now, we're not talking about... Oh, I'm going to teach you hand-to-hand combat. No, I didn't say I was the best guy for that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about getting prepared. Getting putting ready. in the systems. Doing, you know, we're more like the brains behind the operation. Ah, right. We're going to get the system set up to make sure that you guys can actually have a functioning system. We'll put in the details, the finesse, if you mm-hmm. will. So, we'll put our contact info in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, basically you're going to want to email us, shoot us an email and we'll, uh, get in touch with you. So if you're looking for a little concierge, how to set up your, uh, prepping survival world, we got your back. All right. You can email us at prepping badass at gmail.com. You can also email us at prepping badass g- uh, at gmail.com. If you're not a crazy person and just, uh, just looking for some advice now, or to chat. Who's going to give us 50 grand if you just call them a crazy person? <laughs> this is where it all falls Only apart. Only a crazy person would give you 50 grand. Just putting it out there. All right. That's on the table. But I'm all just right. saying, we're here for you. Shoot us an email. Seriously, I'll come out. Kevin, I might tell him to keep his mouth shut and just be mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I'm not really good at that sort of stuff. So uh, I don't know. If you want somebody nice, man, you, you know, call Chuck. Call Chuck. Leave me right? out of it. Put attention, Chuck, yeah. and I'll keep the 50 grand. 
He can uh, take his negativity somewhere else. That's right. And uh, maybe you're just enjoying the podcast. Now, a lot of you guys out there listening, you want to maybe find some way you can contribute a little bit, keep things on the air. Um, You want to go to patreon.com slant prepping badass. Now, here's what's cool. If you donate just $1 a month, we'll shoot you a cool prepping badass patch, Mm -hmm. get it out to you. Now, some of you are like, well, you know, I signed up like two weeks ago and I haven't got my patch yet. I'm working on it. I got to get to the post office. What do you (laughs) want from me? But, you know, it's coming. So we're working on that. If it's been like over a month and you haven't gotten your patch, you may want to uh, shoot me an email and say, hey, dude, really? And maybe we'll be able to do something. But there's that. Now, Um, uh, a lot of you guys, uh, just as a heads up, what I've noticed is a lot of the guys in the... um, that do the Patreon? Yes. Uh, they don't have their actual mailing address listed there. So, you know, I don't fault you for that. Because you don't well, necessarily so they're putting want... putting in a fake address? Some people have done that. And I don't... I'm not even opposed to that. I think that's probably yeah, a good idea. But here's what you do. Give us your sister's address or something right. like that. Well, what I'm saying is... is Email us and send us an actual mailing address where you want to get the patch. Because you're going to trust your Gmail account, but you don't trust Patreon. Well, all right. Email us your sister's address. All right. And we'll get it out to you. All right. So, you know, we're willing to work with you. But, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Also, fuck your sister, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're going to raid her house. Fuck her up. Yeah, right. There you go. Um, Also, uh, Tack Pack, we did mention. We'd be giving away a uh, handguard, uh-huh. and I actually did get it installed on my rifle. Yeah, how's it? I, how's I it was go? able to do that all by myself. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. There's a little cursing. It did take me. Now, my first time I've ever taken a barrel off a gun. Right. Like I'll, I'll change the upper, mm-hmm. but um, doing the just the barrel and the handguard, it's a little technical. Yeah. There's vices involved, torque wrenches. Was it now? Was there any blood? Gas tube, no blood. All right, then I think it's. it's there was cursing. Right. I was beating it with a hammer a little bit. <laughs> I don't think that's something. And you're they were to like, with if you grab the gas tube with pliers and are smashing on it, you may <laughs> want to consider replacing it. The cool thing with Tac Pack, they sent me a new gas tube. All right, because they knew. They knew. They were you like, were you're do probably it. gonna try to do this yourself. It said, "Go go to a professional armor." And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, it's like so, when you get when you get a, a piece of furniture from from IKEA. I don't need these fucking directions. Get out of here. Know what it's supposed to look like? So you know, Tac Pack, pretty cool. Also, and if you guys, you realize if you subscribe to Tac Pack, you'd be getting this cool shit every month. No, actually, now our producer Ethan gets all the email forwarded to his house, uh-huh. and now he freaking lives in Maine. Well, that's not so gonna the work cool out. shit went to Maine. And he sends me pictures. Here's your cool <laughs> shit that came now. What a dick. So supposedly there's some badass knives uh-huh. coming. And you're not going to get a Kevin picture of them. Either me and Kevin are going to keep them or maybe we'll give one away. I don't know. But what I can tell you is the handguard for your AR-15 we are going to give away. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get in on that, you may want to um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to pick the person who wins from that list. But also, you may want to mention that you're like an AR-15 guy, because I don't want to give it to somebody who's right, who's not. just gonna have it and be sitting like, on a yeah, shelf look somewhere. at this cool tack pack thing for an AR-15. Mm-hmm. 
because I don't want it to be like, well, I accidentally subscribed to your YouTube channel, and now I have this, and mm-hmm. you're the winner. I want yeah, it to be like AR15. And if you guy. are the winner and you don't have an AR15, then maybe we'll I'll get, send you a cool mic. Yeah, we'll get you something good. All right, so subscribe to the channel. We'll get you something good, and if you are the AR15, this thing's pretty badass. So I've been waiting to do some work, and it turns out it's hard to put pictures and write things and put it on the internet, uh-huh. like in Facebook. And it, yeah, it, it's they, super boring too. It's not fun, and I have the pictures in my phone. I posted a quick pic, but I don't have like a before and after and stuff mm. together. I'm working on that. And we still haven't done a YouTube video about it. We got to do it with the both of us. So we're working on that. So anyway, do all those things. Also, you may want to subscribe on iTunes to the Survival and Basic Badass podcast. Mm -hmm. You don't want to miss an episode. And even cooler if you go and leave a review. You know, that's how people find us with new reviews and different things. Might be something cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely uh, the reviews are a big help. So with all that. I think uh, we can wrap this up. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm.